Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to Nutramedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutralizing the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. Welcome back. And uh, so, <laughs> uh, what's amazing, uh, I think, is that uh, we have so many topics and there's solutions to them. Uh, you've been at this game for a long time. I, I didn't realize until last week when we were talking about this, you had an MBA. But, uh, and I talked to my wife, and she's really smart. She's been doing, she was a stockbroker back 30 some years ago when we first met. And she does all the preparation of her taxes. I mean, she starts preparing for the entire month of January, now into February. You know, thousands of lines of code and numbers and everything, and mm-hmm. subcategorizes it all. So we get every write-off you can imagine. Like you said last week, you have to prepare your own taxes. Now, eventually, having an older our friend actually kind of put it on the form, uh, but he basically only has to do a couple of hours of work. He doesn't have to do all the number crunching and the other things. Uh, you mentioned last week you have to prepare your own deductions, which is that Pub 17 version or Section 5, It'll show you all the legal tax deductions you can do. And what people yeah. should understand is it doesn't matter if you have an LLC or just an individual. If you're doing a business operation, let's say you belong to a multi-level, and that multi-level requires you to travel somewhere, you could write off your travel and your expenses to do so. Let's say you sign up under a multi-level company or you're, you're doing something as a side business. You can write it off. You can even write off your dog's veterinary bills if they're an alarm system for your home for security. Mm-hmm. Right. So... I'd like you to continue that the dialogue because what people don't understand, we have to become non-participatory to the bad system. We talked about this the other day. The 10 percent of money uh, for many uh, districts in America are being handed over to resilient cities in Italy under the United Nations. They're trying to globalize their cities and control and even prevent you from selling your property without having some control over you. And people don't realize. They're trying to gradually, in a sense, kind of sneak in. It's like a guy, it's like the camel with the nose under the tent. Pretty soon the whole camel's inside the tent. Uh, that's what's happening. And people basically have to stop participating in that system. That's why, for example, cryptocurrencies went crazy. Because it was a way of evading the control of global currency systems of banks and governments. Now, the response, unfortunately, for banks and governments is they're going to make their own cryptocurrencies and they're going to outlaw those other cryptocurrencies or make sure they get the IDs of people, which 
is try to turn them into a, a control system, a control matrix, like, you know, like the movie The Matrix. And people need to understand, that's why I personally like carrot bars, because you can actually own the carrot bar, gold by the gram, or currency notes in your own possession. And nobody can manipulate or control the frequency of the value of that currency note or the so on. And even when they go to to add a crypto capacity, you can transfer ownership without actually physically moving the the, the commodity. But the problem right now is our taxes, we're taking more and more taxes in. They just got a deal between Schumer and I call <laughs> Schumer Schmuck and uh, McConnell to actually extend the budget for two years. But there's no control of how much more money they're going to spend, $63 billion for domestic and $80 billion for the military. And that's coming out of our hide some way or another, and unfortunately, they don't always spend it right, do they? Well, I wanted to share something with you. But yeah, no, they don't. They don't. Uh, uh, you know, taxes, as you said, keep increasing. And they're, they, the other team, the, the team with the guns, the blue uniforms, the black uniforms, they and their minions are taking more of our hard-earned money every day. And what we're going to teach during this hour is to reverse this theft. We're going to reverse right. it. Now, I, I would like to say as a disclaimer, all of the things that I'm saying are based on life experiences. Things that I've seen work, things that I've seen not work, things that I've experienced firsthand. Uh, what I will be saying contains my opinions. And right. please proceed at your own risk. Don't believe, don't believe anything that I say. Do your own research. And you might want to just consider this entertainment. Okay? I'm going to tell you some things that I do. Now, if you do them and you get audited, good for you. You'll be prepared if you do it as I say, and it'll be a wonderful experience. And you'll be telling your friends at your next um, gathering around the kitchen table that what a cool event that was, being audited. And it, did, and it was for free. And you actually beat them at their own game. Okay? But don't blame me if you get audited because you'll be saving a lot of money. And you'll be prepared. So you're going to have to do your own taxes to make all this work. So here we go. Uh, Dr. Bill, of all the people you know, and I don't know most of the people that you do know, who is better off, those who have their own businesses or those who have jobs? Those who have businesses, uh, basically, are always better off. Okay. So why is that? Now, I'll answer that question. The reason is that tax laws are written in favor of business owners and landowners. So who's better off, uh, owners of land or people who rent? Same answer, right? People yeah. who are landowners. Okay. Right. So that's because the tax laws are written in favor of the landowners and the business owners. Okay. Next, next thought. So if we're going to start a business, what could that business be? Anything we want. Any kind of business that we want. So if we are interested in fly fishing, if we are interested in collecting recipes, if we like looking at a fish and at fish in a fish tank, if we want to get prepared for emergencies, if we like repairing lawnmowers, fixing computers, if we, if our business is eating out in restaurants, we, that can all be a business. Anything that we want, almost, can be a business and can have associated tax deductions. So, for example, if you love to eat out, why not turn that into a business? Okay, and then those, and you have a blog, you talk about where you ate and. And has anyone done that before? Of course they have. There are guys who have turned going to the movies into a business. Right? 
You remember those guys, the movie critics uh, right. from the 70s and 80s? They turned watching movies into a business, and they made money at it. So you can do the same thing. So let me give you an example of why we're in this mess. So let's have an example of a person who has a job. And let's say he's a minimum wage guy, and he's a dishwasher. So his job is washing dishes at, at the restaurant. He might make nine fifty an hour. Then we add in Social Security tax, and so he makes nine fifty an hour, and he pays 15% federal tax, 6.2% Social Security. The employer also pays another 62 By the time those taxes are done with him, 27.4% of his income is gone. Okay. Then he hires a guy to pay, prepare his taxes. Then let's add in, if he were washing dishes in Missouri, that's another 8% sales tax. So of, of all the money he makes at nine fifty an hour, what's left that he spends, he's going to be taxed at 8% in Missouri. Now we've got 35.4%. So if you're wondering where your money goes, I just told you, class, it goes to taxes. Now there are 97 other taxes that... Uh, you encounter in your daily lives. So I, I don't want to go through this laundry list, but there are all kinds of taxes and fees. It just goes on and on. Well, there are only a few ways that I know of that you can pay less than taxes, and only one of them is legal, and that's starting your own business and pay the same amount that the wealthy take. So, and by the way, you don't even have to do file for an LLC or... Or some other. That's correct. You, you That's can correct. just start operating as a business by documenting what you're doing and why you're doing it and what your write-offs are for. That's exactly right. So for those of you who want to know if you can start your own business in the next five seconds, the answer is yes. All you have to do is say, I'm in business. That's it. Now you're in business. Now if you want to have the protection of a corporation... In case you get sued, that's additional. But you can be in business just by saying, I'm in business. Now, who do you have to say it to? Yourself. You don't have to tell anybody else. You don't have to have any witnesses. You're in business. Let me, let me explain uh, something that happened to me. Now, my dad was a pretty bright guy. A lot of us think our dads were, were very bright. Well, mine was. And uh, he was a school teacher. He was a school principal. And he was frustrated watching me struggle with my taxes over the years. I had my own business and for decades, and I read the tax codes and the IRS publications, and I used them to my best advantage. But my dad, well, let me tell you the rest of the story when we come back. I think you'll find this kind of interesting. Yeah. Don't miss this story. Back in a moment with Vince Finelli. Again, <laughs> USA Prepares he has a show here on Genesis, free broadcast over at RBN. Back in a moment with Vince It'll make your, your day, make you smile that you have more money in your pocket and more control of your life. all shoppers if you're shopping for the truth uh we provide the best nutraceuticals the best advice to get your health back and also to get your finances in order uh and to get prepping there, there's three steps that i tell people all americans need to do number one you need to become a pro se litigant 
with me to have Dr. Fred Graves and his course, How to Win in Court, which you can find under Diagnostic and Therapeutic and down under a separate link under How to Win in Court at the bottom of our shop set of menus. Number two, you need a prep. That's why we have uh, Vince Finelli here regularly on the show. Prepping isn't just a matter of getting food or dehydrating food or having personal protection. It's getting power. It's learning how to collaborate with other people because, to be honest with you, ultimate prepping is to have a community to, to prep for each other that lasts not just for months but years but decades and centuries. It's what I call a post-apocalyptic look at the world where civilization doesn't just collapse. It doesn't come back. And I don't think people realize that if we have a major war or pestilence or whatever, society's not coming back. It's us who actually create little micro-communities outside of the large cities who are going to form the new civilization. And people don't get that, do they? No. No, they don't. And, uh, you know, I was... Uh, <clears throat> let me just give you an example of, you know, supply chain failures. There's a certain uh, cow medicine that's that's used for calves with diarrhea, and uh, it's not available anywhere in the country. The supply chain stopped on it, and all the companies that manufacture it have stopped. Now I don't know why, but uh, that's just a side issue. But what I'm saying is, you know, you go along thinking, well, I'll get it tomorrow, or there's always tomorrow, or we'll do another time, or later, whatever whatever the phrase that's used is. Well, there may not be another later. And that is that's what you're talking about. Right. So you need to get you need to get moving now. <clears throat> Let me right. give you an example of um, something that happened. So, um, my dad was uh, mentioned that he was frustrated watching me do my taxes, uh, pour over the rules, the regulations, and the codes, and for decades. And so he was a member of one of those men's clubs. You know, you might call it the Rotary Club, you might call it the Knights of Columbus, you might call it the Lions Club. It, it really doesn't matter because in all those clubs, there's Probably a guy, a nice guy, a real pleasant guy who's a tax accountant, a CPA, or something like that. So he prepares taxes, and he's there, and people go, well, hey, so you know what? Uh, I'll bet you're a really good guy because he talks about taxes, and and, um, so people kind of gravitate toward him. And so for one Christmas, my dad bought me a gift of tax preparation from his club buddy. Okay, this this expert, and my dad said, you know, he hey, he used to work for the IRS. He knows, he knows everything. This guy is great. Now that's the same description that we all have of the people whom we pay for to do our taxes. Well, he prepared my taxes, and my payable amount went way up, in addition to the amount my dad paid for the preparation. So I redid my taxes and paid less. Never did I use that guy's services again. So that's the another example of why you have to use uh, Publication 17. Read it for yourself. Download it. Just P-U-B space 17. You'll find it, irs.gov, and you'll be able to put a grin on your face as you read through the section about business deductions. Okay. It's the condensed rule book. Now, taxes are used to shape your behavior. They encourage and discourage certain behaviors. So, for example, cigarette taxes, well, they're designed to discourage smoking tobacco. That's, that's one very simple example. If, they, if the government wants you to install solar panels, they'll give you a 30% tax credit. That's what they're doing now. So, those are two examples. Getting back to our business, all you have to do is say, in your own mind, 
I'm in business. Okay. So if you want to pick a business, well, we can use mine. For example, I'm a farmer. And I'm a broadcaster. And sometimes I travel and I speak to seminar groups and I talk about preparedness. I talk about conspiracies. I talk about farming. And I talk about saving money. Now, with all of those topics that I talk about, um, I could have a blog and talk about them in lieu of being a broadcaster. Okay? That would put me in the business as a blogger. And why? Because I'm looking for advertising. may not have any, but the point is I'm trying I'm trying to make this business profitable. And that's all you have to do is try. So you can't go into a business without trying to make a profit. According to their rules, that's what you have to do. So that's what you do, right? So let's look at some bona fide tax deductions that I might, uh, uh, tax deductions and expenses that I might incur with my business. So, for example, maybe I'm interested in protecting my business. So I might want to buy a handgun. Okay, is that a tax deduction? Absolutely. So what do I like? I happen to like a 45, a 45 ACP, 1911 style. I like old designs. So that's my choice. But that darn thing has a lot of recoil. It really does. It. Uh, some people would say it really kicks. Some people would say to break your wrist. It's a pretty powerful handgun. Well, so let's say I buy a 45, and I buy the cartridges. Those are tax deductions. Let's say I want a holster. That's a tax deduction. Well, let's say I say, <clears throat> you know what? This darn thing kicks too much. What can I do to minimize that? Well, I could buy a 22 long rifle conversion kit that, that fits on the 45. Drop it down from 45 to 22. Okay? Is that a tax deduction? Of course it is. And if I want a holster for it, of course it is. So, and is the trip to go buy it and come home a tax deduction? Of course it is. At 53.5 cents a mile. Those are just some thoughts about, you know, just security. Well, we, we talked about the uh, biological security system, the dog. We talked about having cats to protect uh, yeah. your business from mice. So the expenses that relate to <clears throat> dogs and cats, the vets, the, uh, the transportation, the collars, the, um, uh, the dog food, the cat food, the biologicals, the immunizations, whatever you want to. Or, or even uh, like, say, our nutriments like our flu kit. For example, we have. Yeah. We have NIOSH masks. We have the defense wipes that will kill all pathogens. We have our Nutriodine, Allison Med, Nutrisilver, uh, Nutrimune 26 by NutriDefense, which I designed for all bioweapons. All now, which I took before need, the broadcast. Which, which you can, by the way, you can, you can write off these. In fact, I tell people, you can write off every supplement or every technology, read out to a sonic life machine or lumen photon, 100% related to your health conditions. And I've never seen the IRS ever complain if you document you have to document. You have to keep your receipts. You have to say, hey, I'm taking this for my pneumonia, or I'm taking this because I have hypertension. I'm taking this because I have diabetes. I'm taking this to try to control my weight and my thyroid. and Or just for personal protection. Let's say you're working in a public area. Let's say you're a security guard, and you're going to expose the possibility of, say, the swine or avian flu. You want to make sure you take self-protection. Maybe you want to write off your masks or wipes you have in a Ziploc bag. I should realize, if you're not writing them off, you're writing yourself down because your income is just disappearing. Because I think how, how many months into well, a year does the average person work just to pay off the taxes, federal, state, local, etc.? It's like three or four or five months. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, well let me take that one step further. Now, this is what I would do. A class, <laughs> you may not want to do this, but uh, what I would do, and I have done, is I take it right to the line. Let me give you an example. You mentioned um, nutraceuticals. All right, well... 
Let's say I decide that I want to listen to Dr. Bill Deagle. Well, I might need a PC. I might need an internet connection. I might need stereo speakers. Hmm. Deductions. There you no go. Wow. You can deduct listening to the show. That's great. Wait, <laughs> is this for my health? Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course it is. Isn't that why I'm doing it? Welcome back, and uh, so let's continue this dialogue. I think what we should uh, get people to understand is you've got to take personal responsibility. That's why we are a pro se litigant course, how to win in court. You've got to start prepping, not just against tax day. Uh, my wife, Michelle, is pretty good at this. She prepares all year to have the right deductions. She spends a month and a half to actually make sure they're all the right columns. By the time it goes to our accountant, he just literally drops it in. Boom, he's done in a couple hours. So he's not actually doing the deductions. We actually prepare it all. Um, we write everything off because if you don't have a business, why? Why in America we do not have a business? Even if you're self-employed by or, or employed by somebody else, you can have a side business where a lot of your things are written off, including your travel. And many of the things you do, even me and meals out, so that you, if they're part of your business, you can write it off. If you document properly, again, don't exceed those rules, uh, Section 5, Pub 17, which you can pull up yourself and read. So, uh, please continue. Okay. So, you mentioned uh, your accountant would fill out the forms. Well, when I do my taxes, I don't necessarily fill out their forms. I make up my own forms. (laughs) Does that sound... um, Does that sound um, unbelievable? I do. It, it does. I, well, if you can get away with it, that's, that's great. I, well, I don't know if it's getting away with it, but I do it. I do it because well, I may not have their form. Uh, I may not like their form. I may not like the words they use on their form, especially the words about perjury. I don't like those words where they say, you know, sign here under penalty of perjury. You know, like if I make a mistake, uh, they may come after me. Well, I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to agree to that. So I don't use their forms. I make up my own forms. And as a matter of fact, I read a letter that I got from the IRS. I don't, um, I don't think I have it in the studio right now, but I gave it back to Mrs. Finelli. But uh, the uh, state of Missouri uh, told me that they will respond. In, they needed more time. They needed more time to respond to my correspondence. My correspondence was an estimated tax payment. So I estimated the taxes, sent it to them on, on a, we'll call it my form, which is really just a letter. A letter with, you know, my address. Um, I typed in uh, that it was estimated taxes for the period, uh, reference the check amount, the check number, and I sent it off. I record uh, when I sent it. I have proof of mailing from the United States Post Office that says I've done these things. So if they ever say, you didn't do it, I go, oh, wait, wait. I did. Not only did I, I have a record from the United States Post Office. You know, your other part of your your business. 
you know, your government corporation, those guys. So I have records for, of everything I do, but I don't necessarily use their forms. And uh, one of the questions that we talked about over the over the break was, so when do you send in your, your uh, 1040? You know, um, some people send them in early. Some people mail them in on the day that, you know, April 15th. Other people ask for an extension. Well, what I do is I know that they are gearing up for a lot of people who wait till the last minute. People are lazy, generally. And I know that they're expecting people to be lazy, and I don't want to disappoint them. So I send mine in on the very last minute of the very last hour of the very last day of, uh, of tax filing period that's, that's normal, which is April 15th. That's when I send it in. And mine's just dumped in with a pile of everybody else's. And I want to make sure that I don't disappoint them. So that's why I do that. And others can do the same thing, too. So if you want to file early, you'll probably get your tax refund early. But, you know, my tax refund is really, really small. It's tiny. It's almost insignificant. Why? Because I take so many deductions that are bona fide that I don't have to pay a lot in taxes. So I don't have to estimate a lot and send them a lot. And I don't. I just do whatever the minimum is that I have to do. And I take back everything else that's owed to me. Every cent. I take it to the penny. And um, I, I review it. I review it. And, you know, there are times where if, if you prepare your taxes carefully, you can make thousands of dollars an hour just through planning your expenses. You know, um, are you going to go to Walmart and then drop the dog off? To the vet, or are you going to go to the vet first? And you know what? Since we're out, let's stop at Walmart and pick up whatever else we need. So it's it's a it's a way of planning your day, planning what you buy. And I don't buy anything. There's nothing that I buy without first thinking through: is this deductible? If it's not deductible, I have a hard time buying it. I really do. So, does that mean that I have to buy everything new? No. I hardly have anything that's new. I'm looking around the studio right now. There is nothing in this studio that I bought that was brand new. Nothing. Not one thing. Everything is used. The computers, the screens, the switches, the, the JBL speakers, the Mackie mixer, the uh, 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 Pioneer um, uh, receiver, the, uh, the Behringer headphone amplifier. The Dell computers, the the multi-line phone system, even the uh, the the thermostat. I'm sorry, the uh, uh, thermometer and humidity gauge. Those, even the even the atomic clock that I'm looking at right now. Everything was used. So you can buy used things, save money by buying them used, buy them on the internet, avoid paying uh, sales tax because you buy them out of state, and those are. Deductions for your business. And what happens if you make a mistake? What happens if you buy something and you say, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. Is it still deductible? Yeah, it is. And let me give you an example. So Vinny says, you know, we need to check the cows three times a day. And the cows are a mile away. Literally. I can walk there. I can spend all day walking back and forth to check the cows, which is you know, perfectly acceptable, or I can save time. I might say, you know what? If I only had a dirt bike, 
oh, I don't know, maybe 200cc dirt bike. Nothing really big. Maybe I could find a used one for $1,800 or so. I ought to get one. Then I could just jump on that, race down the road. Yeah, race down the road without a license, without license plates, without registration. Go down the road, check the cows, and come home. What a great idea. Could I deduct that motorcycle? Sure. And then I realized, you know what? That was not such a great idea. Because sometimes it rains. Sometimes it snows. Sometimes it's icy. Not too often, but sometimes. So that motorcycle is not such a good idea in the, in the rain, the snow, and the ice. So, But a four-wheeler is. That's a pretty good idea. And I could put a milk crate on the back of it, and I could carry you know, supplies for the cows with me. Okay, so now I have a motorcycle, but I will just keep the motorcycle. Um, let's get a, a, dirt, uh, a four-wheeler. I can get a Honda. I can get a Yamaha. I can get a Kawasaki. You know, I can, a Polaris. doesn't matter. I can buy a new one, a used one. It's for the business. Okay? Now, if I had a business that reviewed cool tools for the prepper or the preparedness-minded person or the survivalist, I could, I could have those same, those same tools as... Uh, as business expenses for my blog for which I someday hope to get advertisers to help this thing grow <clears throat> this blog all legitimate now if you ask right. your your accountant or your CPA they'll tell you you've lost your mind you can't do that really I beg to differ I beg to differ so it's all in the interpretation now whose interpretation well to me they write the rules I read the rules, I interpret the rules, and I, I uh, behave accordingly. But I write in the notes of the margins on Publication 17 why I did exactly what I did. So when they say, Vinny, have you lost your mind? You bought a motorcycle and you're, de- and you're using that as a business deduction? I go, yeah, you know what? You're right. It really wasn't such a good idea. The four-wheeler was better. Ha, 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 ha. Amazing. The answer to being in. Amazing. So uh, what you said, basically, let's say you have uh, a small business where you just said, hey, I've got some of my family members. Rather than giving them a salary, you can just get them up to $14,000. And if you lock, as long as you documented, uh, you don't pay tax and they don't pay tax on that $14,000. Well, let me give you an example. I know a guy, and I mentioned this on uh, our broadcast, USA Prepares, uh, you know, within the last 10 days. And all you so do is go this... through IRS, IRA space gift. And it means and you're gifting. You just go to IRS. I just go to the search uh, engine. You type in IRS space gift. And you will see that here's what it says. You can give away $14,000 to as many individuals as you like. That's per year. Okay. A husband and wife can each make $14,000 gifts. That's just the, you know, the short version. 
So that's what the IRS says. So here's, here's an example. So this young person um, needed some hay for his cows. And this woman had hay, but she had a broken down vehicle. So she needed her vehicle fixed. So what this young person did was he fixed her vehicle as a gift. That was his gift to her. Her gift to him was hay. And then he wrote uh, a, a receipt for the gift. And he said, uh, as a thank, as an expression of uh, thanks for your gift of hay, this is my gift to you, which is the repair of your vehicle. Okay? Right. So now that exempted, that we'll call it gift exchange from the IRS's grabbing a portion of it. Those were gifts to each other. And people used to do that stuff all the time. How many times, you know, has someone baked an apple pie and said, you know what, uh, Dr. Bill, Michelle, you guys are great neighbors. We, we, we baked, we're going to bake an apple pie, but we thought we'll bake two. This one's for you. Here's a gift. They've done that. You've given things to people. You've helped people. They've helped you in exchange gifts without monetary exchange. Farmers used to do that all the time. So the, the bottom line is you need to start your own business, and it can be anything you want. You, you need to read Publication 17. You need to apply logic to it. You need to write in the margins what you interpret the um, tax uh, regulations to mean. And, and you can use your own forms. There's nothing in the law that says you absolutely will, under penalty of threat, arrest, execution, whatever, you'll use our forms. I've never seen that. So if I feel like it, I make up my own. I make up my own forms. And I don't buy, as I mentioned, I don't buy anything, nothing, without running through my mind, is this a potential tax deduction? If it's not, I don't buy it. If it's not, I don't buy it. Now, wow. I can, I, I really don't. Uh, name something. Name something, and I'll tell you if I could, if I could make that into a tax issue. Pick anything you want. Uh, let's see. Travel to, I don't know, most of these are so obvious. Travel to a conference, meals you well, need there. Good. Those are deductible. Uh, if, special, if yeah. special clothing, let's say, as a farmer or, or the kind of work you're doing, let's say, around machining. You need special clothing. I'm sure you okay. can. I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the studio right now. Okay, I just got off the truck uh, from hauling, just before the broadcast with you, I was hauling hay down the road from one field to another. I have on an insulated thermal shirt, blue jeans, and sneakers, okay, and socks. And did I deduct all of those things? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is, why? Because I need them for my business. I'm a farmer, okay? But let's say I uh, had a business that... You know, a small business, and I was the owner of the business, and I thought I needed to wear a suit. Okay? If I wanted to buy a used suit at Goodwill, that's deductible. If I wanted to buy a used tie at Goodwill, that's deductible. If I wanted to go to Neiman Marcus and buy, um, you know, if, if they sold suits or Saks Fifth Avenue, and I wanted to buy one brand new and spend, you know, $800, that's tax deductible. If I wanted to spend $5,000 on a suit and for my business... And I, and I made that decision that, yep, that's what I need, and I spent $5,000 on a suit, 
I would deduct it. Now, then I might say, geez, I think that was a mistake. I probably could have spent less. And maybe buy another one for less. So it's up to me. Why? Because I'm the boss of what? My business. Who's in my business? That's me. I'm in my business. And I make the decisions, good or bad. And I defend them. And if the IRS wants to say, have you lost your mind? You know, why did you buy that motorcycle? Well, you're right. I, I Actually, I thought it was a really good idea at the time. But, you know, you're right. When you bring in the rain and the snow and the sleet and, and the ice, you, yeah, that was a really good idea. So that's why I bought a four-wheeler. But you know what? That wasn't so good either. Because sometimes it's really, really cold out there in that four-wheeler. So that's why I bought the Jeep. <laughs> And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. I'm not kidding. I did buy the motorcycle. And then I did buy the four-wheeler. And I thought, you know what? I can't do this by myself. My wife needs a four-wheeler, too. Because sometimes I just can't, I can't lift it all by myself. I can't carry it all by myself. Sometimes I need help. So she needed a four-wheeler. So we each have four-wheelers for the farm. And then we decided, you know what? It's freezing cold. They, they changed the weather. So he bought a used Jeep. They're all deductible. And so was the, the new bumper that I, well, the used bumper that I got at the junkyard for the Jeep because I, I needed a different kind of bumper. So I could pull a trailer. That was another deduction. And so was the trailer hitch and the trailer wiring. And now I need better lighting for the Jeep. You know, one of those light bars so I can see at night when I'm out there, you know, uh, helping pull cows, uh, calves out of uh, mama cows when they get stuck. So that's going to be a deduction, too. And so are the gloves, and so is the suit, you know, the, uh, the jumpsuit that's going to be insulated. That's going to be another deduction. And I'm probably going to get some boots, leather boots, you know, that lace up really high to protect my feet from when the cows step on them. It's not so much fun when they step on your feet when you have sneakers, so I need boots. I mean, this is endless. Yeah, and if you, of course, you have to anticipate what you need and write it off and document. Right. And, and I do. And, and now they leave me alone. They, they do. And, and being audited, people are absolutely terrified of being audited. Why? Because they're playing a game and they don't know the rules. And they're hiring a hired gun, which would be their CPA or their accountant or their tax preparer, who they pay this guy to because they think he knows the rules. So now they, they go, oh, we got audited. I don't know. I'm not going to survive this audit. Will you go for me? So they pay this guy more money so that he can, he can go to the audit for him. Being audited is a really cool thing. It's a game. It's a game of chess. The only thing is it's, it's really war, and they want to steal as much as they can from you. And it, uh, if, you, if you understand the rules, if you read them and you have your receipts and you've done everything above board, being audited is no big deal. But it is war, and you're going to be made to feel like a criminal, but you're not. So what you do is you come out strong. The auditor is not your friend. The auditor is not your friend. How, how, could the, how could a guy who says, crosses his arms and says, you know what, Dr. Bill, I don't believe a thing you're saying. Prove it. How can that guy be your friend? Right. He's not. He's not your friend. It's war. So what you do is you're, you're already prepared. You've already done your taxes. You've already read the rules. You already know why everything you bought uh, has uh, been placed 
in the right place on the forms that maybe you create or use theirs. You know, at first you probably want to use theirs. You may even want to cross off the part that says under penalty of perjury. You might want to cross that off and initial it because you may not want to agree to it. I don't agree to it. Why would I do that? Just like when I sign a contract, they put a contract in front of me and they say, sign here. And I go, wait, 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 wait. There's a part of that, uh, you know, if you guys sue me, that I'm going to have to pay for your attorney. Why would I do that? Why would I pay for your attorney? I don't, I don't want to do that. Let me cross that off. And I actually say, let me cross that off after I've already crossed it off in front of them. <laughs> That's clever. Again, what you've done already is you've literally created wealth enough to start prepping. Because a lot of people say, well, geez, I don't have the money to do that. If you document and you think things through and you write it off, before you know it, you're not only changing that financial stream that would have gone to the government to waste, and you're putting into your prepping and your survival and your lifestyle, and you're employing yourself. Right. Amazing. Right. And, teach your, and teach your young children early about taxes. Don't hide it from them. You know, you don't have to hide from them how much you earn. Share it with them. And then share yeah. with them how taxes work. Wow. Amazing. Good. It's been said, any society... Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allison Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allison, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer, and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.